0: Swallows of the South is a proud member of the RPG Academy Network. Hello, and welcome to Swallows of the South. I'm Quinn Wilson, storyteller. I apologize for my rough tones in the intro this week. I'm getting over something of a bug. And now that my throat is back in service enough to speak, I'm recording this intro. I'm sorry you'll have to deal with that, but it's not present in the episode. Some fun news that I bring this week is that I was a special guest on... RPG Academy, as a guest for their trial of my friend Jim McClure's game Satanic Panic on Kickstarter Now. If you liked our Flavortown episodes, or the softer, weirder, but funnier moments that Hearth Eternal can sometimes bring to the show, I'd recommend checking out that episode. It was a lot of fun, and you should definitely kickstart the game. It's great. Also, this is the finale of Homecoming. This season was a little bit shorter, which is in line with my plans for the show. We're probably going to be seeing something like this every other season, where we have a longer on-season while a big event is happening, then an off-season, then a smaller second season where maybe we come back to Joway and check things out or tie up some loose ends before we do a second off-season and then jump into another big season. With that in mind, I'm not going to keep you... Too much longer from the real meat of this episode. I just wanted to say thank you to all of our backers on Patreon. All of you, help make this show possible. Right now we're only $6 away from $50 a month, which will help us fund... All of our hosting every month, and will allow us to record and release a Halloween special episode with returning special guest Spencer Amrine from our Flavortown episodes. So look forward to that, and if you don't feel like you can contribute to the show monetarily, you can always leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. If you do, I'll give you a shout-out right here on the show. And if you're actually from out of the United States, it might miss my filter, so hit me up on Twitter or something and let me know so that I can give you that recognition. Now, with all that out of the way, let's begin. Time of myth, when gods and mortals walked creation together, Godwin set about preparing an election, and Ariston and Rizzo were preparing to bring rain back to Joway. As they approached the final moments of their projects. How could they trip over themselves? Who could they anger? Just how hard would it be to finally hit the end of the road and begin the search for new idols? It has been a week
1: since...
2: You looked at me.
1: It's been... (laughs) It has been about a week since the end of the last recording and the last episode. In order to take a broader scale view, look at some of the things I'm going to ask that each of you make a role to reflect what's been going on in downtime. First, we're gonna have Rizzo make a role to progress the working forward. We're gonna have Ariston do a role for healing Godwin's hand. And we're gonna have Godwin do a role to reflect how getting everything in order for the election this week Is going so. Let's start with Rizzo. It's going to be an intelligence plus occult roll, and you can spend willpower or moats. You have all of your moats right now. All of you do. Uh,
3: yeah, I'm gonna spend.
1: Yep, spend.
3: I'm gonna spend two moats.
1: Okay, I would personally recommend that you spend eight.
3: Okay, because you have all of your moats. Okay. Yeah. So the circle workings are kind of bubbling at least the one that rizzo is currently working on it's got this green film that covers the top and this turquoise indigo blue that's underneath it with a weird kind of sulfuric smell with an under like underneath it you also smell this moss type of scent so kind of like um When you're in the forest and it's misting, but you can clearly uh, smell the moss. And she stirs it every other hour or tries to to make sure nothing collects on the sides of her cauldron. And she periodically checks up on Adventure of Tide and casts on how their concoctions are coming along. And they look very similar with a few exceptions to how blue the working is underneath the green film, but they all have a green film on
1: top. Perfect. So that'll be a two-dot stunt. Go ahead and roll that for me.
3: That's eight total successes. Oh, seven total successes.
1: Okay, so... You're going to have to take one more week to finish out the working. Probably it might make sense for Rizzo and everyone to start moving the things out to the proper locations in the forest and around town, etc. as you guys prepare. Now, let's move on to Ariston and his work for Godwin. So how has that been progressing for Ariston?
4: Ariston is taking more focus on Godwin things have changed between them and he was always willing to help but now there's even more of a sense of urgency and also a bit of worry for him ariston really does want to do well and make this right so he's going to be using wholeness restoring meditation wound mending care technique again to help godwin's hand
1: perfect so go ahead and roll that uh you'll also get a two dot stunt for that as well
4: Erisna got nine successes.
1: So Godwin's hand is continuing to come together a little bit more, but it's slow going right now. Now you've gone from needing to collect 17 more threshold successes to needing to collect 13 more. So it's going to take probably a couple more months to get Godwin's hand up and fully operational, but it's getting better. What's Godwin been doing for the election effort?
2: After hearing the news of Seven Symphonious Chords, Godwin has been torn between whether to truly stick with Forlorn Aria and Lakshu or to support them until the end of the election and then leave Seven Symphonious Chords to do what he so chooses and face Forlorn Aria himself. But... In this time, Godwin has just been completely immersing his mind in advocating for Forlorn Arya and Lakshu's candidacy. He's been going to meetings and giving speeches about how they truly are the best candidates up for election.
1: Perfect. So go ahead and roll Charisma plus Bureaucracy. Uh, you'll also get a a one-dot stunt, I'll say, on that one.
2: And he'll spend three additional motes. 11 successes
1: Wow Okay So He manages to Basically gather A large upwell Of public support For Arya and Lakshu Posing them Clearly as the Preferred Candidates Some of the dirt That you asked Lakshu to Dig up Through Alu Comes up in regards to Joe and Mina, and they are seen progressively as being unstable partners, and Arya and Lakshu are increasingly framed as being something of returning heroes to the city, as opposed to invaders who arrived around the same time as the realm. With those progressions for the week, let's dig into a couple of important scenes that took place throughout the week, including where we will start off With Godwin meeting with everyone in the wake of his meeting with Seven Symphonious Chords, where are you opting to have this meeting?
2: Godwin has been spending a lot of time in the study of the Conclave of Ammers and would probably be found most in the library area.
1: Perfect. Is it just Rizzo and Ariston that you've called for this meeting, or is there anyone else that you're going to be having present?
2: Toji is also in the room.
1: So the four of you are gathered together now.
2: Thank you for all coming to this gathering. I hope you've helped yourself to some of the
4: shrine tea. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Thanks for the offering.
3: I'm actually not that thirsty, but thank you. It's all going to go to waste. I know, but I I drank tea but before I got here.
2: I didn't know you were going to have tea here. We always have tea here.
3: I know, but well, no, I don't know that. I
2: I, I haven't really been it's in like here. It's like you all that don't often. even know me, Ritho. I do know you. But do you realize how much this hurts? What? It's just tea. we have not going to have this tea for that much longer. Okay.
3: Fine, fine. Let's...
1: It's just basic courtesy.
3: I'm drinking the tea.
1: Thank you. I spit in that
4: cup. Why would you do that? Rizzo just pouts in the corner. (laughs) I lied.
2: I didn't spit in that cup.
4: Come on. are we here for something? Yes, actually, something
2: really serious. I'd appreciate it if you had the right tone, Ariston. You just
4: like five minutes talking about tea. I'm perfectly happy to listen to whatever's going on, but uh, carry on then. I'm in a moral dilemma. And his face
2: immediately goes away from its goofy expression to a very serious and somber look as if five years or even ten have just grown onto his expression.
1: Well, if something's troubling your conscience, then it must be quite, quite a perplexing thing
3: i agree it's i thought it would take a lot more than something to happen just within like a few weeks for you to something to rattle you this must be
4: bad what is Godwin not in a moral dilemma is the question that is yeah i just feel like we just move from dilemma to dilemma here but what is it this time godwin sips his tea while throwing shady eyes at ariston
1: (laughs) Come now. Things are moving at a quite rapid clip as we are approaching the election. We don't have a lot of time to sit here and look each other in the eyes while we drink tea.
2: I don't know what to do about Forlorn Aria in Seven Symphonious Courts. How do you mean? I don't know if it's in the best interest for us to vocalize our dissent towards Seven Symphonious Chords.
4: Mm,
3: well, we kind of owe him one. Isn't it inevitable? We don't really have a choice. What do you mean? Didn't you make a deal with him?
2: Yes, but Forlorn Aria hates Seven symphonious Chords, and we made a deal to put someone at the head of leadership. You know, as the lovers, we decided to put lovers that side with him. And
3: But we already cash in our favor from him. We can't just, you know, back out. I mean, the
2: question is, do we stand up for Forlorn Aria? Or, I say we, but I. Or do we just let the two of them go at each other and walk away?
3: I feel like there's a more civil way for the latter. They
2: shouldn't just go at it, but also you should stick to your word. My word being completely contradictory towards itself.
1: You need to, in the future, not do that. Agreed. Given the circumstance, however, and mind you, this is just, you know, my perspective, but I say we cave to the demands of the person who could slaughter the entire city if we upset him as opposed to two quasi-foreign dissidents who want to dismantle our governmental system. Yes. I think that- But that's just me.
4: No, no, I agree. I'm just considering the- It would be wrong to put them up against each other. I mean, like Toji said, seven phonious colds could wipe out the whole city, but we also can't piss him off to where he just gets back into that unbridled rage and kills everyone. That's a danger to
3: the whole city that we didn't-
4: Ask for. We also possibly can work out a way where they just kind of leave each other alone. I think Forlorn Aria promised
2: Lockshu that they would revamp the Smiling Eyes District. I don't know whether I should have a talk with Forlorn Aria about the situation. She kind I of knows, but talk I don't think to Lockshu like,
4: if anyone thinks someone needs to talk to her. I don't think she wants to talk to me at all. Well, maybe get Aria to talk to Lockshu because it seems like she's the one whose mind we got to change.
2: It's fair. It's just, I mean, this is something I haven't even talked to Rizzo that much about, but... Yeah, I'm a little lost. So... No, it's something new. Something more complicated.
1: Well, if we're going to be throwing extra complications on top of this, we might as well clarify things for Rizzo first.
2: Yeah, yeah. So,
3: Arya wants to revamp the Smiling Eyes District, but Seven Symphonious Chords...
2: Does
1: not want that. He rules the district or has his fingers in criminal enterprises all across it. He, more or less, is the long shadow over the district.
2: I
3: think that there could be a way to meet in the middle with that. Is that on the top of
2: her list of things she wants to do? I think she's very passionate about it, and I think Lakshu is pushing her that way as well. I would definitely talk to
3: Lakshu, just like Ariston said, but also maybe talk to seven Symphonious chords because really the town does need a little cleaning up i mean we can all agree on that
2: if we upset seven symphonious chords there isn't going to be a town
3: exactly so if we meet him in the middle and tell him for appearance sake if we keep it up and make it look a little more towards what we want maybe he won't ever have to deal with this again he can still do what he does but maybe on the surface it looks a little different so it doesn't get the rap that it does.
1: I believe that the situation that chords asked for, as I understand the arrangement, he wanted leaders who were sympathetic to his cause because he wanted not only to maintain control but to advance his own agendas. This wasn't about maintaining status quo. It was about moving forward.
3: I, I think I get that, but also maybe we can make it look a little different on the outside like change the way it appears to other people
4: he wants to bring more ghosts into the city as well that's what tojo was talking about it's not just maintaining his own criminal interests. it's also connecting to life circles that people aren't very comfortable with connecting. why
2: did you agree to this this sounds terrible we had no other choice you were there do
4: the hymn of the realm
2: and you know we had lost against the realm
3: before like Again, I really think that maybe we could just meet him in the middle and tell him things aren't looking good for you to get everything that you wanted, but maybe well, you
2: could look, get some. I just met with him and it's clear he's not gonna budge.
1: Two things. One, he doesn't exactly have a reputation as a man who's reasonable. He's also significantly more powerful than anyone in the city excepting the three of you. This is also assuming... That he has been completely up front with you. To say that he has a reputation for being underhanded is, well, an understatement.
2: I know that we have a lot of respect for Forlorn and Lakshu, but Seven Symphonies course, is definitely the worst of the two parties.
1: So, do we feel clear on the present situation? Because it sounded like Godwin had something to add on top of this already. Difficult situation.
3: I believe I'm caught up with everything as far as
2: I know. What was the other thing, Godwin? I think he knows more about my sister. Like where she is? I think so. I thought... I thought so too. You what? You ever sit... I do. Y- young? Younger? How young? She's younger. Just a few years. But Like knows her. How? I don't know. Is she in danger? He told me she's still alive. I didn't think she was.
3: This is crazy. You have to go
2: find her. He's kind of holding me with that information. I don't know how to get more of it.
3: We don't need him. We can find another way. I mean, he's not our only option.
2: It just seems so vast. Somewhere she's in creation and somewhere she's alive. Maybe.
3: Well, if that's true, we can find another way to find out where she is and, you know, how to contact her or where an area she was last. Someone's got to have some other information. He he can't be the only one who knows anything you about her.
1: Would do just as well to find a single grain of sand on an entire beach.
3: I don't I know if she's changed her
2: name. She is in hiding if she's even still alive. All I know is that she was the last person seen with Militant Resurrection before Seven Siphonius Chords killed him.
4: I think Godwin's right. I mean, if Seven Symphonia's Chords knows her and has any connection to her, people are probably going to want to shut up about
2: it.
1: Clarifying question from my end. Who is this Militant Resurrection character?
2: My teacher. Seven sophonius Chords' teacher. My sister's teacher.
1: Why oh, did- he's got a record of turning him out, doesn't he?
2: Why did he kill him? Power. Revenge. Frustration. I wish I knew.
4: I think that he picked a very convenient time to share this information with you. I'm not saying he's lying, but he clearly knows that we don't have a choice but to side with him. He knew her name. I know. He's not lying. I'm saying that he's manipulating you, and I'm sorry that this is the way he's doing it. When it comes to my sister, I'll let him manipulate me all he wants. Godwin, I'm not saying that you're wrong. I'm just saying that he's worse than I thought, I guess. But still, he's the one that knows things that I don't know and that I need to know. I don't think you should go alone to meet with him if you're going to meet with him
2: again. I don't have anything to give him for him to give me information back. We might.
1: Let's focus on the issue at hand. We're trying to determine whether or not this factors into the way that we should treat Forlorn Aria and Lokshu.
2: Right. I'm obviously biased now. I don't know what the best decision to make is.
3: I would talk to Forlorn Arya and Lokshu because they know what Seven Symphonious Chords did for us in Jawa and they can't just ignore it and how we couldn't have done it without him. So maybe they can be sympathetic to him and the situation knowing what's at hand. They're pirates.
2: They'll die before their honor is compromised.
1: Well, that's... they
3: they will die in the latter if if we don't do what Seven Symphonia's court says then that could possibly be what it is. And they're not going to die for no reason.
1: I am inclined to agree with Rizzo's assessment from a strictly impersonal loss and cost standpoint. They stand to lose a lot more by failing to cave in to his demands. And, quite frankly, I don't see a way short of you ridding the city of Seven Symphonious Chords. And you owe him to end his influence. If they stand up and he kills them, there will be another election. People know his nature. Now, beyond furtive threats, I don't know how to prevent him from having his way.
3: Hoji's right. If they don't agree, and things don't turn out well for them, and they hold their piracy pride... They'll just find somebody else to do it who's not as strong-willing. That's fair. I think it's worth to talk to them about and let them decide if they want to be stubborn about it or realize that we don't have much of an option. I think that there's a way to maybe limit seven symphonious chords, possibly from letting more ghosts in. That sounds like a bad idea.
1: Well, there's the Shadowland that we have to contend with now. That's a difficult issue, but I think that maintaining the facade of compliance might allow our incoming lovers, even as they shake things up, ugh, some avenue to discreetly undermine his influence or to challenge him.
2: I hope that's possible. But the more and more Seven phonies- cord shows his absolute control of the underground the more I am concerned that it's not well, as terrifying
1: it is the way I see it. There are two options for them: survive and try to find some way to resist or die for nothing.
2: as much as I'm terrified of flockshoe, I think she's the less frightening
1: of the three. That's fair.
2: Well, do you feel comfortable going by yourself
3: to talk to them i don't You don't really know me, so I don't know if.
4: I think it would be better if you went with Godwin, because I have a history of not communicating that well
1: with Arya in 10 situations, so...
2: Sure, I can go. Yeah, I'd appreciate that.
1: Then it seems we are decided. So, before we do that, I'm going to cut to a slightly asynchronous scene with Ariston, where it's been perhaps sometime, and he is preparing to deliver his cauldron to its location. And as he is getting himself oriented and finishing preparations, a loud rustling can be heard. Go ahead and give me a perception plus awareness roll.
4: Three successes.
1: So this rustling, actually quickly you're able to hear that it's not a single being it's making this rustling sound it is a large number of figures and as you are getting the sense for just the exact size of this group the more you hear the more people there seem to be and it's got to be 50 70 100 and a fresh-faced young man pours out of the woods into the clearing that you're in Looking around somewhat confusedly, he has hands that look like they are newly weathered, somewhat rough skin that bears the signs of having relatively recently been soft. Uh, oh, hi, sorry, oh my gosh, uh, sorry to, um, to interrupt. Uh, Some of my friends and I, we're, I don't want to bore you with a long story, We're, we're a little bit lost, uh, suffice it to say. Uh, we're, we're looking for a place called Jao Wei.
4: Oh, uh, that is right over here.
1: Uh, I'm sorry. Who are you? My my name's uh, Zephyr. It's nice to meet you. Uh, some people, uh, not that many people, but sometimes you know, I've uh, I've taken up having people call me this recently, just because of an experience I had. Uh, some people they uh, they like to call me Petey. So if you want to call me Petey, you can call me that instead.
4: Okay, I'm I'm gonna prefer Zephyr. That just
1: all right, I Seems, just...
4: Yeah, I'm glad you had fun with that.
1: Some weird, weird people decided they want to give me that name, so... Oh, I'm Zephyr's sure... Zephyr's fine, Zephyr's my birth name.
4: Great, I always want You wanna... want a rice cake? I'm okay, for now.
1: All right. Did,
4: is there a reason you're trying to go in the city? you have had some bad experiences with uh, new people recently. Oh,
1: yeah, one of those those people that uh, gave me the nickname, Petey. You know, they showed up in our village right before... Uh... Well, the whole thing just went right... Went right into the dumps, you know. Uh, we had to leave. We had to flee. There was a pretty, pretty raucous conflict, to be perfectly honest. But you know, bless her heart, one of the people with us told us that if we came to Joway, we'd be oh, safe. Shit. That we would.
4: <laughs> no. Ariston closes his lips and smiles. Did
1: this person uh, happen to have a small dog with them? Oh my god! Yeah, they did they did and wait oh my god oh my goodness gracious are you kidding me and he walks excitedly and bends over on the other side of the cauldron picking up a pine cone that sits in the clearing would you look at this darn thing wow they they had a dog they had that that little little wolfy dog and i'll be darned if they didn't give me one of these things too oh i'm sure they did i'm sure that what it becomes! Like, I mean, I don't know, it looks like they're dropping off of those big old trees, that's... wow.
4: Yeah, no, take it all
1: in. Well, welcome to the city, I am Ariston. Well, I mean, we're out here in the forest still, you're gonna have to show me the way to the city. Okay. Uh, not not to be ju- rude, I no, just wanna... No, just,
4: I get it. I'll show you to the city. You know, I've,
1: I've never really been to a city before, so I just wanted to be sure that I wasn't mistaken or anything.
4: Yeah, no, I've I, I, uh, only been in the city for a bit, and I, I know the, uh... The person who directed you to
1: our lovely oh, oh abode. that's that's awesome. That's great. That's great. That's yeah, great. Yeah, she
4: uh, she likes to not include important things, I guess. But don't worry, we'll make sure you're acquainted. Okay, perfect. That's that's awesome. Wonderful. May I ask what was the conflict that caused you to flee? Was there a battle? Was something stolen?
1: Well, gosh golly, if that isn't a secret, go ahead and give me a charisma plus presence roll, too. (laughs) Six successes. But you know what? I gotta say, my relationship to secrets these days isn't quite what it used to be. (laughs) Yeah, there uh, there was something of, you know, an attack, I guess, on the village. You know, fortunately not too many of us died, just this... One guy who came along, poor guy. Uh, You'll never believe it. Here, uh, oh boy, he <laughs> he traveled a long way to see us. And had his heart ripped right out of his chest. It was as, uh, he was a uh, he was crazy. It was a uh, you know a little a little disconcerting. But are you laughing or crying? I can't tell. Uh, maybe maybe a little bit of both. But you know, just, there's lots of stories that we used to tell. I'm surprised that you know none of us, as we traveled here, are dead because. Grew up on all these stories, you don't hear, you know, the stories? You don't hear the stories? You, you leave the village, you're gonna, you're gonna die.
4: I heard the story of if you come back to your village, you're gonna die. So, opposite. Well, that's, that's just silly, that's bananas. But anyway, I- Anyway. Just- Zephyr, how many people would you say are with you right now?
1: Including me or excluding me? Whatever you want, buddy. Just, how many people? Oh, well, that's gonna be either 107 or 108.
4: Okay, so 108 people.
1: Yeah. But we also had something stolen. You asked if it was an attack or we got something stolen. Yes, was what
4: both. was stolen?
1: Oh, just, you know, a little, a little trinket that was holding our whole village together. That's that's why it collapsed.
4: Does our good friend have the trinket
1: or is it somewhere else? Another one of the the peat people has it. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, a lot happened. We were focused on getting ourselves out and uh, Wonderful. gosh darn it if everyone wasn't just gone as soon as and as quick as they came. Yeah, she seems
4: to have a knack for not directly killing people, but... Causing things in motion to uh, lead to their death. But don't worry, we love her. We all have our quirks. I will lead you up to the city. I just ask that you all try and remain close by as much as possible. There is a Shadowland not too far away.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. Boy. You guys worship your ancestors there, or?
4: I. Don't know exactly the purpose of it, but it's there now. So I would like to not be in the underworld tonight. So let's all get on up into the city, and then we're gonna go get Rizzo. All right. And we're gonna have a good old talk with her. Are you looking forward to that? Yeah, sounds
1: great. Zephyr, yes. Yeah, or PD. Either one's fine.
4: I'm gonna PD. It's just weird for me to say. I just I don't know. That's fine.
1: That's also fine. Okay. And he whistles, and people start pouring out from around the people that were in the woods nearby. And he continues to ask you a stream of completely inane questions as you make your way back toward the city. And so we cut back to the Cedar Blossoms district, where you are meeting with... Lockshu and Forlorn Aria, there is a public walk that you are moving around. Lockshu is not comfortable having you inside of her home, and so would prefer that conversations as they were take place like this.
2: Look, I'm going to cut to it. There's no beating around the bush. I don't know that you're
1: going to be as helpful to the city as enemies of Seven Symphonia's Courts. Lockshu stops in her tracks. I would appreciate if you did not spend so much of your time jerking us around. If this is a thing that you knew, did you know this ahead of time? Were you aware of this? Yeah. Yeah. So I would really appreciate if you would stop jerking us around because we've been clear on our stance for a long time. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to offer us help Mm -hmm. and then just drop this on us right now, Mm -hmm. two Mm -hmm. days before the election, Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. are so lucky. You Mm -hmm. are so lucky that I promised that I would not maim you.
2: Have you gotten all out of your system? We'll see. Are you ready to listen to why?
1: Well, I would appreciate hearing why you didn't disclose this beforehand. First, if you could, and then get on to the why of the why. We would be better off, but sure.
2: Okay, well, the reason I didn't disclose it is because I wanted to meet with Seven Symphonious Accords again to see if there was any middle ground that could have been met. I wanted to do all that I could, and now I've done all I can. And this is where the situation is at. You don't have another choice. Either you have to work with him, or he will destroy the city.
1: Her face starts turning bright red.
3: I hate to interject, But I also believe that if Seven Symphonious Chords knows that you are not going to comply with this part of what he wants regarding the Smiling Eyes district, he will find a way to do away with you both and find somebody else who will in the re-election. I know it's stinky and it's smelly and it sucks and it's icky. But believe it or not, I don't think we would have gotten Jawe
2: back from the realm without him. And the thing is that you can do a lot of positive change for the city. So why I believe so strongly in you and Forlorn Arya. But it seems like this is just going to have to be a part of that that is left behind.
1: Arya is looking at the ground and Loxhu has started traipsing and stomping in a circle. If you wanted to know both sides, why couldn't you meet up before you told us? Why did Why did you have to do it in the order that you did it? And quite frankly, why didn't you come speak to us after you had that conversation? Because I don't know if you're doing this right now. I don't know if you're doing this right now.
2: Look, it doesn't matter what order I did it in. It doesn't matter the reason why. That what matters is that we're here now and things are the way that they are. And yes, there's no way to
1: go around changing It does it. matter. It does matter. Because this isn't the first time you've fucked me over, Godwin.
2: It's not. You're right. I keep fucking up. And then... I try to be the kind of person that does the best I can to give back and hopefully fix a little bit of what I've done. I could very well just leave you to this, to not help you, to not tell you about Seven Symphonies Chords, but damn it, I did because I care. And because I'm stuck too.
1: Stops on a dime and turns back towards you. Well, you need to start getting better, faster, shitbag. And she grabs you by the collar and says, Do you know what he did? Do you know what he did? Let go of me. Do you know what he did? I don't give a
2: damn about what
1: he did. He killed my brother.
2: The realm killed mine. He's got my sister hostage. I know it. And I don't mean to be the kind of person that makes my problem worse than yours, because I certainly feel sorry about your family and about what he's done. But I wish things were different. And they're not. There's nothing that I can do to make him go away right now. And so I'm going to go, I'm going to find myself, and I'm going to become strong enough to get him out of the city, but right now we have no other choice than to let him do what he damn well pleases. Can you put me down?
1: You can get upset about this kind of thing, but I can't. Funny, you leave us to clean up your mess. She drops you, and for a second, she locks eyes with you. Go ahead and roll perception plus socialize.
2: Godwin's going to add five moats. Six successes.
1: She exhales sharply and turns back toward Aria. You can tell by the way that she dropped you, looked you in the eye, and the way that she was holding herself for a second. She was seriously considering just, just giving it to you with a kick right to the nuts.
2: Godwin sighs a very small sigh of relief.
1: Okay, so we can't do anything. While you go off and discover who you are, he didn't die for nothing. Davi did not die for nothing, okay? So, yeah, we will make this work. We have to make this work.
3: We talked with a friend earlier about this right before we came here, and they had said that there's nothing wrong in making it seem or appear on the front that you're complying with what he wants, but possibly coming up with something else later that could slip under his nose or a way that you can still get what you want, but possibly just making him seem like he has won for now. It just She's buys us time.
1: She's right. Shu shoo, shoo. She's right. We, we can do that. We've done undercover sneaky work before. It's not beneath us. We, we can make this work. And we're so caught between so many people that we just have no hope of dealing with face to face at this point. That it's probably time we learned how to handle things on our terms when we're dealing with people like this. So let's get ready. We're going to make sure that he's made to answer for what he did to Davi and for what he's put the whole district through. But we'll do it when the time's right.
3: I think that that's a perfect idea because the one thing is with how strong the seven symphonious chords is, I think the best thing on your hands is the element of surprise or catching him off guard or him not even realizing that what's
2: happening is happening.
0: Right. Right. Yeah, I guess thanks for the heads up. Yeah, right.
2: He got a lot of power after the fight. That's why things changed. A shadowland opened outside of the city. It changes everything. And no, I'm not off discovering myself, Lakshu. I'm off to try to become the kind of person that can fix
1: this. I don't hear a lot of difference between those two things. Are you done telling us everything you needed to tell us, or is there anything else?
2: That's it. Forlorn Arya, you are so lucky that I respect you.
1: And Lokshu walks forward. Well, you should have tried respecting her. You are so lucky, so lucky that I promised not to maim you. And she spins around and starts walking back towards the house. And Arya gives a sort of look back to godwin that's half upset and half what are you gonna do as she runs off to comfort her partner godwin
2: shoves his hands in his pockets and curses under his breath looking up at rizzo with eyes that are clearly showing how much he is resisting going off and tackling lockshoe.
3: you did good godwin you did a good job i hate her That's fine. You're allowed to hate someone, but they're doing you a favor. You could be in this position right now having to stay here and be one of the lovers, and
2: they are helping you out as well. Right. She's just so unnecessarily rude about it all.
3: I mean, I wouldn't be exactly the happiest about it,
2: too. I mean, she just gets so mad about it, but there's nothing we can do. She just has to be mad for the sake of being mad, and it doesn't get any work done. I think that she was just trying to angle
3: or direct her anger in some way and it happened to be you because to be honest it's not the greatest of situations like i said i would be mad too and you know the phrase don't hurt the messenger well you are the messenger
2: you're the bearer of bad news so i feel like you'd just be more reasonable about it all
1: at this, there's actually tittering and laughter that peels into this part of the district as a large crowd with a young man and Ariston at the front of it are moving towards you. Oh, are you, are you, look how, the, so many statues? Who, who makes these things? People make them. They're just, but what people?
4: Oh, like the, they're just oddisons. Look, Zepha, what, you you want to play a game? You like games?
1: Yeah, I love games. It's
4: called a game where you see how long you can go with without saying anything.
1: Oh my god, is that Rizzo? Oh, Petey? Yes.
3: <sighs> is that you? Yeah. Yeah, too. You got made it here really quick. I'm really impressed.
1: We had a little get up and go. We had motivation. It's also been like, you know, three weeks. It's no,
3: a, no. I just figured you know? it'd take a lot of- You travel
1: light great. when you don't have a lot of belongings. That's
3: true. Yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, about I'm that. so glad yeah. that you can catch up, Brizzo. Yeah, this you. I'm so glad that you've met Petey. Uh-huh. Petey has been like the light... In some really dark times. Oh, yeah, I bet. Yeah, no, really. And uh, you should hear, uh, like, just get a real good talk with him sometime. Oh, right yeah? So, I've life.
4: had a
1: good talk with him. Oh, yeah. Very oh, long. So, your friend. Yeah. Your friend. He's been a little bit of a wet blanket, so I've got a question for you. Oh, yeah, sure. You want a rice cake?
3: Oh, my God, yes. I was hoping you brought some.
1: He opens up his pouch, this chock full of rice cakes. Yeah, go to town.
2: Rizzo you... takes one. Oh, my God, this is so good. Can I have one, too? Yeah, i one do you, you
4: want to find me now and the power you asked me if the ocean goes to sleep at night who the fuck doesn't know that
1: someone who's never seen the ocean before i haven't seen the ocean
4: i think that's a valid question no it's him. no. god damn it and Harrison just like <laughs> runs off for a second just starts like kicking up dirt so your name's Petey or zephyr either one's fine yeah
1: yeah
3: this is my uh best friend Godwin. hi, hi nice, nice to, to meet, to meet you. you oh that's a firm handshake
1: yeah mm. I've uh, spent really a lot of time gripping rice, you know, pulling it out, background uh, and farming.
2: Never thought that would be such a, a strenuous activity, but I've been proven wrong.
1: You should see my back muscles. <laughs> uh, just kidding. Just kidding. Oh,
2: Godwin's cheeks fluster and he eats
1: the rice cake quietly. You guys seem, you know, a little bit more, uh, I guess, uh, willing to talk to me than, than your friend did. I mean, he he was helpful. He answered a lot of questions. He answered a lot of questions, but I could tell, I could tell that he was... He's I, not I a people know. person. Okay, but I, I've got a question for you. I've got yeah. A- I know that you know about this, Yeah. but you, yeah. have you ever seen one of these? And he pulls the pine cone from behind his back. He's like, look at this dang thing.
2: Yeah, they're my thing. That's me. Are you kidding me? No, I, I put googly eyes on okay. them and, and represent people that I've loved that have never reciprocated that in my life.
1: Okay. What? Can can I, can I ask you an important question then?
2: Yeah. Are we best friends now? Well, Rizzo's my best friend, yeah, but we sorry, can be kinda... really good friends
3: yeah that's fine that's fine
4: okay yeah that's that's fine that's fine it's okay that's fine that's A- fine Ariston comes back oh he's uh pulled out the pine cone I see yeah I already like him more than you Ariston I'm I'm okay with that at this point
1: you oh, can spend gosh. as much time with him as you like Oh, oh, golly. Well, as long as he's got rice cakes, that sounds fine by me. I mean, we're, we're bound to run out at some point, but I mean, look at this place. This is crazy.
4: Rizzo, you want to, you, you want to, do you, do, you, do you recognize Sidebar, Zephyr?
1: <laughs> What's that?
4: All right. Um, you Side know that bar. game that I told you about? We're going to change it to where you don't listen to anything we say
1: for like five minutes. Can you do that? All right. Yeah, I guess I'll go talk to Firefalls like Rain about all this. We'll be right back.
4: Okay. How the fuck are we going to fit all these people in the city? I don't know. I mean,
3: like, we're already rebuilding it. Might as well just, like, build a couple just more like, homes. Just,
4: like, build homes for 150 people? 108, <laughs> yeah. sorry. Yeah. 108.
3: Oh, I don't know. Like, five people per home sounds like a family average.
4: You couldn't have, like, sent Qui-Gon with, like, a heads up about this ever? What do you mean? Like, I literally
3: ran here right when they were losing their city. I rode in here right in the midst of a war and... Now time has just gone by and it
1: slipped my mind. Do you think anyone's going to care if we just set up a shrine with all this rubble that we brought with us?
4: No, go ahead. Rubble? You're losing the game right now. Wait, no, you brought I was rubble. was asking?
1: Firefalls like rain. What? 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 what rubble? What are you that, were looking at that? us? Describe it. Well, it's you know like little bits of uh, old buildings, you know. No rocks, right? Some rocks.
4: Shit! Oh no, Rizzo. What? They just brought a bunch of goddamn rocks. What That's about illegal
2: it? in
3: the city. You should know this. What? I just forgot. I just you forgot. I've been gone for a while, and they happen to be everywhere. Well, what are we gonna do with
4: 150 people? Just lousy with rocks. <laughs> I don't know, bury them. eight of us. Oh god, damn it! I'm all messed up in the head because of all the questions. If they get caught with rocks in their pockets,
3: that's well, how bad. about we just bury them? It's not that's that not how it works.
1: Well, I mean, we have to leave again if you want to bury them. You no. know. it's just wood in here.
2: Oh, we just. We, can, uh, we can, don't.
1: We can. We can leave. I mean.
2: No. 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 Don't go. No. But don't talk about the rubble. Don't bring it up. Never talk about it again. Hide it. Don't let anyone Somewhat. see it either. Don't talk about it until we talk about it.
4: Back to sidebar. That got more complicated. Yeah. Yeah. You think? Yeah, more complicated. than there are 108 people in a city. That's a bowl. There's a finite area in the city. Where are we gonna build that many houses? I mean, honestly. We Put have a plenty room. of room. Where's the room? Exactly.
3: Well we're standing on ground. It's just anywhere. There's not a home. We just build a home.
2: The shrine was so big and now it's destroyed. You could honestly fit maybe seventy people in a new shrine. Maybe oh. they can all be
4: monks. It'll be really exciting. Oh fine. Fine. But it it would it would just be good, maybe. Just be, just be be just be keen if we didn't send displaced people to our city immediately without consulting anyone beforehand.
3: First of all, there was no one to contact to talk about that to. Second of all...
2: She didn't even know you existed. Yeah. I'm not saying tell me, just
3: tell someone. Just- well, by the time, literally by the time I told them that they could have come here, I was on my way maybe tell something more important. you think if I would have came in... And we're trying to find and fight the realm. I'm like, oh, hey, guys, for a second, though, um, a bunch of people are going to come over. I told them that they could stay here for a bit until they get back on their feet. Well, you could have said it sometime. like We would have a dinner. I told you it slipped my mind. There's a lot of things like it the drought I have to worry about. Mind. I don't see. So? You, I
4: don't see you dealing with a lot of these things. Can I it have another like, rice
1: cake? It looks like the stories were right. You city slickers are <laughs> rough and tumble meanies. But sure, go ahead.
4: What do you mean I'm not dealing with
3: stuff? I'm doing stuff. I'm saying you're not dealing with stuff like this. Yeah, Oh, I'm not dealing with
4: stuff like this. Oh, we're gonna do this game again. Why is is the game always, Ariston has it less bad than everyone? No, I'm just trying to say,
3: don't be quick to judge why I didn't do something, because I just forgot. I'm I'm not
4: judging you, I'm just saying in the future, I had to interrupt my setting up of the cauldron, because all these people came upon me. You didn't set up your cauldron? Did you want me to do it while these 100 people were walking around? 108. 108 people walking <laughs> around i mean maybe before you came and
3: brought them here because that's really important i know i'll do it now Harrison, I we will, all me, live in
4: we need water i will do it now do okay pick, like, Harrison,
2: wait i have one more question what Okay, so obviously there's going to need to be some, some assistance in relocating these 108 people. And um, since you kind of I found feel, them, well, I feel like the city also, you know, Forlorn Aria and Locks. You already have more than enough to do with the city's finances. And uh, yeah. are, you,
3: are you asking me for money? Rich. No, well, are I was asking... just saying, just find a place for them. Or, or, or,
2: oh my gosh, what's money?
3: Nothing you need to worry about. This is boy. what. I, this
2: is what. You don't need to worry half about an hour, This. <laughs> Here, um, have another pine cone.
3: I'm be wondering honest, how their oh. city... My god! Their city was behind a temple completely cut off from the rest of the world. Okay, We're they can, it, they can stay
4: at my house. I will financially support them... At the beginning, this is not a regular thing. Well, they'll get jobs. They'll be able to
3: stay on their own again.
2: Yeah, I mean, they can farm rice. They just got to get back on their feet.
3: Okay. But you kind of found them first, so I think that you kind of have the responsibility for them now. That sounds Don't right you to you do me. that.
4: No. 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 It's not fine to keep us here. It no, that is. sounds right. You found them. No. They're your responsibility. No, I left them, though. Out of goodness of- As so a current why- lover of the city, I feel like they're Ariston's responsibility.
2: <sighs> they want you now.
4: If I do this, we're keeping the fucking pep door.
3: Okay. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I'd say yes on the pet door. I don't know. I don't feel like that's an equal okay. exchange. First oh, of all, first I'm going to all... be paying for
2: 108 people. <laughs> also, <laughs> do, like, you, uh, do you not care about Qui-Gon? He needs a door. Not that big of a door. Okay, the door has, it can stay, but it has to be
4: shrunken a little bit.
3: No, no. He likes a lot of room. He likes to will not.
4: Enough. It can fit a grown man. It will not be expanded, but it will stay.
3: This is fine. This bring, is bring it down by one inch. We're wasting time. We need to go one deal inch. with cauldrons. Fine. One inch. Good. All right. Deal. Shake fine. on
2: it. Got one spits in his hand. Shake on it. Why would you do that? I
3: don't know. You have to spit know. in your hand, too, now, Arison. You're wasting That's time. Disgusting. You're wasting time. Oh, my God, fine. Spit in it. That's how we do it. Shake. All right. I'm going down to build my cauldron. I'll be back. Ah, your spit feels gross. Oh, just go. Motherfucker, all right. And <laughs> of <laughs> Awesome. So, hi. Arison here is actually going to find a place for you guys at his home. He is going to help you guys out with all the supplies and whatnot. But you guys really are going to have to become self-sustainable again just because...
1: Well, I just... A hundred natives in one house is...
4: No, no Some of you are gonna live in my house, some of you are gonna live at the shrine, okay? Some of you can live at my house. Too. Wait, hold on. There's a shrine? No, there's not a shrine. Well, For my shrine.
3: See, remember how I said I had to leave because there was some stuff going on back home? It was a full on war and they had destroyed our shrine, so we're rebuilding it and y'all can stay there when it gets rebuilt.
1: Okay, but until then what do we do?
2: You guys have like, you know You have a week to stay at the conclave. Some of you can heads? stay at my home home.
3: guys have any tents or
1: i mean we we made do as we were going but we we didn't have any tents when we left because you know no one ever left the village we just had our
2: homes i think ariston my homes can probably fit about 25 each if you cram enough people in there maybe 30 and the conclave of amers can hold probably the rest for the time being
3: this is fine. This will work. So okay, cool. divide yeah, amongst great.
2: yourselves. I We're feel gonna... like I won't tell Forlorn Arya and Lakshu about them staying in the conclave. Yeah, I think that would no, be No, let's manage. just not. Let's just, just just pretend to know what you're doing in that building. Oh my gosh, I
4: love surprises. <laughs> you think they're not going to notice that all these random people are staying at the conclave? They'll
3: notice that they're there, but honestly, I feel like if they're convincing enough, no one's going to How him. is he going
4: to be convincing? He doesn't know anything. Then he won't stay at the conclave. We'll just put him somewhere else. He's the leader.
1: Well, no, I wouldn't he's go not that the far. Leader.
4: Okay, he's uh, just our friend. You know what, Zephyr? You can stay, stay at my house. Okay, there's lots of stuff in there. It's really for you. damp. I'm um, going to learn. My house is quite I, nice. I,
1: oh, cool! Because I, I've got. It, it turns out that I, I, I have plans at uh, at this guy's house.
4: Do you just point. At your wrist? Like you had a watch? I don't know. What's a watch? Whose house? Yours. Mine? Oh, okay. Oh, is, yeah. my, is my house not good enough? It's wet! It's not good enough? It's wet in it the is middle not, of a drought! It is not wet for other people. It moves everyone steps it just stays wet for me you realize if it wasn't wet i would be in constant pain in it's my own weird. house i don't like it i have to do it or does it feel like there was like knives on fire shooting up from the ground into my skin i don't know maybe it'd make me a tough man are you walking around now and do you have water shoes on no i just have regular shoes but i like to go barefoot at my house like everyone does oh okay
1: i have no freaking idea what's going on
4: it's i don't really either gonna it. it's you- you're gonna Everyone's go to godwin's house okay and find whoever wants to go to my house. Godwin or Rizzo can give them directions. And I do have to go set up my cauldron now. The task that you interrupted. Okay. All right. Nice to meet you.
1: Yeah. Right, good luck. Something like that. All right. Bye. Ex-
4: what was that?
1: And it's the next week now. <laughs> <laughs> so since it's the start of the next week, it's time for one more roll for the working from rizzo before we get into the outcome of the election and the outcome probably of this working
3: eleven successes
1: yeah so that's definitely enough to finish the working you have all gone out and set your cauldrons over the next week and set the fires underneath them, and slowly, with much work and effort, they have poured their contents into the dragon lines and into the atmosphere surrounding Jiao Wei. And you can see them begin to bubble like clouds. Strange, iridescent, colorful clouds, in which you can see almost dancing, moving, subtle figures. And as this has been finished, we see godwin back at the city as this work has finished the election results have come in it is clear that solidly forlorn aria and lokshu are going to be the next lovers today it is time that godwin depart the conclave and they come to take residence there we see godwin on the steps and we see aria and lokshu on the steps
2: congratulations
1: we couldn't have done it without you
2: I know that you could, but I appreciate it.
1: Thanks. Just good luck with uh, the self-discovery and stuff. It probably isn't what you want to hear, but this has been good for us. It's brought us closer together. And she motions toward Lockshoe. Just wish I hadn't made such a... Never mind.
2: No, I I get it. I'm glad you two are right for each other. You and I weren't, but we learned from each other.
1: Yeah, we did. And there's a lot to be said for that.
2: Yeah. Well, you've lived here before. I don't have to point out where all the amenities are. Uh, Yeah. I maybe I'll pop by and say hi that if you'll have me for
1: tea might be nice sometime but I know that you've got a lot ahead of you in the next little bit and I wish you luck in that hey Lakshu. yeah
2: I know we don't get along but thanks for making her happy
1: yeah what can I say guess I'm kind of fated to do it no matter what obstacles get in the way
2: I think that means you'll be great lovers
1: will be and she shoves her hands in her pockets and starts stepping up the stairs turning once she's a few up we already are, asshole. And a bank of iridescent clouds rolls over the city and starts dropping these colorful rivulets of rain, which seem as they pass. From the corners of your eyes, almost like figures dancing, people and animals swirling as they make their way toward the ground, and they splash with a strange musical tenor, a sweetness, not a single droning note that is typical of rain, but a symphony with dancers that herald it. Well, look at that.
2: Godwin takes off his glasses to clean the lenses before putting them back on.
1: And we cut to the location of Rizzo's cauldron as the rain starts to fall across the region, plucking out its strange musical song. And there's a crunching which can be heard under the music. And a group of people emerge into this clearing, a group of people familiar to Rizzo. Why don't you go ahead and describe these people for me?
3: To the farthest right... There is a little boy with curly hair and tan skin carrying a stick that's dragging behind him and he's wearing what looks like just a blue shade of like a long long shirt that looks like it's a hand-me-down and you can see there's bulk of like some pants that are rolled up underneath. And... Next to him are two elderly people. An elderly woman who has gray hair, tan skin, freckles, and crow's feet on her next to her eyes because of smiling. She looks warm and welcoming with a smile on her face. Next to her is the older man who is darker, has also gray hair and lightly colored eyes holding hands with the older woman next to them is a middle-aged couple one the woman with long 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 dark brown hair brown eyes and next to her is a man who has lightly colored brown hair brown eyes and they both have crow's feet also like the grandmother
1: and there is a chorus of giggles and squeals as these people see that Rizzo is in this clearing. You can hear a chorus of voices erupting from all of them, excepting the elderly woman, as they rush forward and essentially swarm you in an enormous hug. Oh my gosh, Rizzo, you should have told us if you were going to be in this neck of the woods. Pardon Mom? the pun.
3: Dad? Yeah. It's so good to see you guys. I, I didn't know that you guys were still here. I'm sorry I haven't been back sooner. I just thought that when I left, you guys didn't want me to come back.
1: Oh, kiddo, no. No. You're always welcome here. What put that silly idea in your head?
3: I don't know. I just thought that I already caused enough damage to the family, and I didn't I didn't want to be another burden, and I didn't know anything about myself. And I felt it was just better for me to just deal with these things on my own.
1: Rizzo, come now. Come on. You're not a burden. You're our shining sunbeam.
3: No, I'm not. I left you guys. I've already hurt this family. I don't think I can live with myself every day, seeing your warm hearts and never punishing me once, so I punish myself.
1: Kiddo, we all make mistakes.
3: Yeah, but you don't see them all the time. You don't you don't wake up to them. Sometimes you don't get to hear them saying it's okay, so I just it was I just felt it was better that I left. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry, grandma.
1: Does she have a way that she communicates? Does she use sign language or how, how has she She can write? So she pulls a small board from her side, and there is a stick of the chalk that you learned how to perform a lot of sorceress rituals with that she puts in her hand and begins to quickly mark out some things on the board, and the board says very simply, I love you, I forgive you, and there is a stylized and simple drawing of a woman with a smiling face and crow's feet.
3: I know, Grandma, but... I don't think I could ever, ever forgive myself for being selfish and stupid.
1: And she wipes the board with her sleeve and begins to write again. And it says, then I'll forgive you every day until you can learn to forgive yourself.
3: Thank you, Grandma. I hope that one day I can, but it's hard not being here and I... Feel guilty for not being here and just running away from my problems.
1: Well, why can't you come back? You can stay if you want.
3: I've thought about it and I didn't know how you guys would feel if I came back. But now I've found myself in kind of a predicament in dealing with some people who have a larger agenda. And I feel like with my abilities that I need to just devote myself to making everything better to fully outdo my wrongs
1: what's the first rule i taught you when i started teaching you about sorcery
3: to make decisions with your heart
1: that's right and the second thing is to make sure that you always with your work leave creation a better place than when you met it sounds like that's what you're doing we can't fault you for that
3: thank you dad i'm really happy to see you guys
1: we're so overwhelmed and overjoyed to see you too
3: I've missed you a lot.
1: We have too. And what better day as your mom motions towards the rain that's falling.
3: How's Zuko doing?
1: Oh, you know, he's coming along. You can ask me that to my face.
3: Yeah, well, I didn't know if you're still being a, you know, like a brat and stuff. Because when I left, you tied my shoes together and... To be honest, I'm still thinking about it to this day, so.
1: I do it again. <laughs> and he comes and leaps toward you playfully with his stick.
3: And Rizzo pretends that she got stabbed by said <laughs> stick and sinks to the ground and gives him a hug because she's now at eye level with him.
1: And he hugs her back and says, I miss you.
3: I miss you too. Mom and dad being good to you? Always. Good, because you know, if you ever want to take a vacation, I'm sure I could
1: Are you? Out. Are you kidding me? No. Oh my god, well, I want to, but Gramps is going to start teaching me soon.
3: Really? Already? Yeah. You're way younger than when he started teaching me. Guess that means that you're uh, pretty cool.
1: Maybe I just got into Granny's Chalk a couple too many times.
3: <laughs> Good. I think you're going to do great. Probably his best student yet.
1: He blushes and pokes the stick at the ground.
3: Have you heard anything from Kidu?
1: Not for a while, no. Still nothing.
3: I was kind of hoping in my journeys that I would have found him and be able to tell you how he's doing one day, but I just don't know where he is.
1: Yeah, we haven't heard a word, neither do we, but if anyone's gonna find him, I'm sure it'll be you.
3: Hopefully it's me, I don't want anyone else to find him.
1: Uh,
0: that's true.
3: Well, I know it was kind of short, but we're kind of looking for the idols- soon and i don't know when i'll be back or how long it's going to take to find them but i'm really glad that i got to see y'all makes me feel a little bit better and seeing the end towards when i can forgive myself truly I missed you guys.
1: We missed you too. And as we pull into this hug that serves as our transition to the next scene, we can see written on the board of Rizzo's grandmother is keep following your heart. And then the hug. How long is it between the day that the rain comes and when you are finally preparing yourselves to head out of the city?
3: I'd say about three to four days is a good mm. amount of time. To- yep.
1: And you've all made your final preparations and said your goodbyes to the other relevant people that you're getting ready to part with. We see scenes of this, Ariston kissing hearth, Godwin and Rizzo locking up the store, which boy son has started coming around and helping at. And as you are getting to the end of the city, toward one of the gondola towers as you prepare to leave. Fowley and Cascade of Joy's Rhapsody are waiting for you. I thought that it would be appropriate if, as you prepare yourselves to leave, I speak with you a moment. It's my purview. Journey's.
4: Of course, whatever you need to say.
1: I know that things are unclear in many ways for you moving forward. That you do not maybe know where to start looking for the next idol that you seek. I can tell you this much. I have tried to look. I had tried to find uh, any sign that could help me direct you on your journey, but every time I ask the pattern spiders, they get to a point which they cannot see beyond, but I can tell you where that point is. It ends in what used to be a home of a loving family, where now a lonely girl and a number of beastmen reside where a friend resides, where perhaps something that you left behind resides. It is a ways away from here, but not as far, perhaps, as where the rest of your journey will take you. I know that you, Rezo, are possessed of an ability to travel quickly with your friends. I advise that you use that and make your way towards there. And... Cass steps forward. As far as I can tell, once you get settled in there and follow up with your lead, you might be able to, uh, pardon my coy language here, work something up that can lead you in the direction of the next idol that you seek. If you catch my drift.
3: I think I get what you're saying. I know exactly where we're going, but that helps. Thank you.
1: Perfect. Anything you'd like to talk about? Say, before you have to part your beloved city, or gonna hold those thoughts close to the chest.
2: Tawia didn't by any chance leave any food, did they?
1: It would be foolish to assume that Tawia had not left you a little parting gift. Heck yeah. And foully reaches in two the items that he has on his back in his traveling pouch and pulls out several pre-made full meals of tawias that he hands over to you they informs you that it is vital that when you eat the meals, everyone gets along with each other.
2: I know, I'm not gonna have
4: that problem. For Tawia's food, it's worth it. Ersten is nods, but he's been kind of staring off in the distance. Would you all excuse me for a moment? We ride back. Okay, bud. And he walks over to sort of behind a building where no one can really see us, not too far away. Ariston reaches into his bag and pulls out a small box. It is a few different colors. Pink, bright, green, blue shine off of it. It's made out of the shells of baloney and it's been worked into this little trinket and on the top it says it's etched in for my baby boy to keep your treasures love father ariston puts it on the ground removes his shoe and drives his heel down shattering it i'm ready to go
1: and as the winds of Rizzo's stormwind rider begin to whip up and carry you off Cass shouts best of luck and you can hear Fowley. Shout behind her. We will be returning to you, Sean, but know that even when we are not here, the light of Mercury shines above you and will guide your way. And we see the Stormwind Rider zip off into the distance.
0: Now, won't you join us for lunch
1: at Madame Faye's? You know, every time I come in here, I feel like... The lighting's a little different. It's uh nice. Something about it seems calming, like light shining off the caps of waves or something. It's nice.
2: Oh, that's because every time we come, I uh put another little piece of gum in the lamp, and so it's beginning to cultivate. Why you, don't you, you what? throw it away? Because I like to see the colors change, too.
1: Well, I gotta say, that can't be, I don't know, sanitary?
2: I don't know. I mean they say like gum stays in your stomach forever so I would no. assume it'll just stay like on that... the lamp well, forever. Y- you That's... will get a
4: bad stomach ache but you it will not stay in your stomach forever.
1: Oh, well, the employees have never taken any of it off, so I assume that... It's probably well,
3: because they don't know what's there.
1: I mean, in, in Godwin's defense, they should probably be cleaning the lanterns more regularly than that, you know? They this gotta change a- out the candles or the this wax This is a busy something.
4: place, like, no, I don't... No, it is. It
1: just- absolutely is.
4: I just wonder where you're getting that much gum that you can change the whole lighting of this... We've been at this tea house many times. It cultivates. I know, but it's not one piece of gum that changes it. you got to put, like, you got to layer it. Like, how how much gum? I've never seen you chewing gum. When do you chew all this gum? Well,
1: you know, Fowley always says that a journey of a thousand miles starts with a single step, and I think it's kind of like that, but in this case, the step is is gum. Mm.
2: That's a great way to put it.
1: Yeah, you just keep stacking it up, and eventually you got this big old mess. I, I mean... Inside there, I'm pretty sure that some people are going to call it a mess, but I call it a beautiful display. You ever you ever been real far north, Seen the light shine off the ice, casting rainbows on the stars?
3: I've seen a rainbow, but I've never seen it off like an ice cap or anything.
1: Well, there are these beautiful light displays up there. Cannot oversell how wonderful they are. I guess air elementals or something got, got something to do with it, but... This reminds me of that inside there, it's trash, but out here, damn.
3: I once saw a rainbow off of the side of the street.
1: Off the side of the street? How how do you mean?
3: There was a giant puddle, and uh, some light was reflecting off of it.
1: So just like just like a, a trick of the light sort of situation.
3: I guess so. I don't really know. I just I saw it, and it was really pretty. Had a bunch of colors, and then it went away
1: yeah that's pretty peculiar
3: yeah the sun was still up but i don't know why it went away i guess it might have been a phenomenon
1: mm.
0: Mm.
2: rizzo that's the most beautiful story i've ever heard you, you were with me <laughs> our friendship is just so important to me oh, also see, uh,
4: are you all right
2: Go now
1: y'all see why i came to dinner with you i
4: think so baby Maybe- talk you know, a lot of a lot of sea creatures are red because the light does not, it's the first to go when it hits the ocean, so it's good for camouflage.
3: Shouldn't they be a different color then?
4: No, no, no. It's good that they're red because then people can't see them because the red light doesn't reflect off of them. So they just look now, blue like everything else. I
1: thought that they were red because, well, that's the color of battles. Fish are feisty monsters. They, they're going to get up on you. They, you know, you get into a tussle with a fish, man, mess you up.
4: You know, you, you think you're the first person to share my my dislike of fish at, at this table. Oh, I certainly don't like
2: fish. Well,
1: you know, I grew up in the West. We had to do fishing for survival when I was a youngin'. you know, before I got scooped up, mm. collected by the Bureau. It was not a lot of fun, and you have to deal. You know, red snappers, there's a reason, color of battles. But thinking back to home, I got a question for you. I haven't really seen much of Gendo in a while. How How's that old, old soul been doing?
4: I think he's just been hanging out in the river. I mean, I can go check on him if you like. I mean...
1: Uh, he's certainly not a freshwater padmare.
4: Oh, no. Okay. I'll, uh, well,
1: I'll, like, don't don't worry. He's an elemental. He's not going to get sick or, or nothing.
4: All right. Well, I'll I'll see what I can do. I mean, he seems like he's a pretty good guy, pretty helpful.
1: Huh. Might be nice uh, to have him around. Certainly a nice little chipper fella. I'm not going to lie. When I found him first time, I kept him around because he reminded me so much of... Uh, Oh, little Tawia, ball of energy, positivity—something that people could deal with more, you know.
4: Yeah, we're not—we're not very good at that. Sometimes
3: we—we uh—we kind of go through waves, waves of attitudes.
1: I I understand that. You know, joy can be difficult to bring to us, but as long as you remember occasionally to touch back on the things that make you happy, that's what's really important.
2: I like to think that I'm pretty much an emotional constant. A uh, uh, what? I'm just I just joking, Ariston.
1: Oh, okay, so... Do
2: they not have humor in the sea?
1: I'm glad to see you're developing some self-awareness.
2: Well, That's colder than, than the cold lands of, that you were describing earlier. Well,
1: my job as a joy-bringer isn't only to bring joy, but sometimes to take it away. Such is the fate.
3: Wait, you said your job as, as a joy-bringer?
1: Yeah, I'd chosen a Venus of serenity. You sometimes...
3: I wouldn't call it joy bringer. then I'd say, like, Joy Handler, if you don't only bring Joy, you well, also take it away.
1: I mean, that's just our sober kid. That's what people have been calling us for a long time. I, well, they're wrong.
2: I
4: guess so.
1: Well, sure. I mean... I think he brings Joy, joy Wrangler.
4: Brings
2: uh, I like Joy, joy Wrangler. Wrangler. Joy Wrangler
1: mm. works. I mean, has never touched a shield in their life, but, you know, they call Tawia a shield bearer
3: yeah i uh that's a little misleading say i okay for example um so i'm in so I'm in this uh kind of like situation and I have a you know someone's coming at me with a sword and I see Tawia and you know they have this um ability or their the title of shield bearer and 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 there's no shield
1: well that's a I little mean, misleading most people aren't running around you know, actively advertising that Tawi is a shield-bearer because, that, you know, if we're doing our jobs, most people aren't going to know what we're called. And second of all... Now I know what they're called. Well, right, and that's fine because you already know that they, they've been chosen by Mars. But I, I do have an important question because you seem to be struggling with some very basic things here. I, I'm normally not this rude or forthright, but y'all have poetry in, in Joway because we- y'all don't seem to have... An appreciation for metaphor or illusion.
4: We we tried to do like limericks once, and that was a disaster. I
3: like to paint sometimes.
1: Well, that's a completely different thing. Like a limerick's a type of a type of poem, but painting
2: is poems, a pictures with a thousand words. Yeah, we have some uh, some Joway folk songs. I guess those lyrics, in a sense, are poetic.
1: Well, yeah, I would argue absolutely that verse is a type of poetry.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think ours are just profoundly beautiful.
1: Okay, well, are they also profoundly literal?
2: <laughs> yes. A hundred
1: percent literal. Lay, lay it on me, then. I'd like to hear some of your literalist music.
2: Well, uh, you guys know hey. how that one goes, right? Listen, listen I'll just start doesn't.
1: plucking it out. All right. Sanchin comes out, starts plucking away.
2: Well, there once was a guy named Joe. Joe of the Lake He's from the lake. Well, Joe went down to the store.
4: Does it like you? Down to the
2: store. It was great. Well, Joe went down to the store to buy some rice. He bought some rice. And Joe is having a good time. See?
3: Very straight to the point. We know what Joe did with his day. And um, we went to the store and had fun.
4: I feel like that song could be applied to anywhere. Just With a rice store, I mean, yeah, and as a long, lake.
3: long as you got went to access. I used to write poetry back home, you got rice,
4: cause no one, uh, no one listened to me, so I just kind of had to get my feelings out another way. Ariston but...
3: went to the store, <laughs> to
4: the store. To my no, to don't store. put me
3: in the song. Airsten Do not put me in the song. I don't want to be in the song. Get rice, to get rice, to get rice. Ariston went to the sea to go swim, swim.
4: Yep. Yeah, did I go to the sea? Did I survive? I hope I did. See, the
2: fact yeah, that everybody
4: it. is able to
2: connect
1: with this song is really what makes it so beautiful. Your mom's from this city, right? She's yeah. one of the most talented lyricists and musicians that's ever lived. How? How? Oh, I mean, her work is outstanding, but a lot of people just don't connect with it on the same
2: level as our folk songs. Can we hear another one? <laughs> a folk song? Yeah.
1: Or one of my mom's songs? Oh, sorry, guys. I think I'm all sonchined out.
3: And Rizzo says, One side will make you shorter, and the other one taller. And then and then they say, The other side of what? And then Rizzo goes, One side will make you smaller. And then and then they go, The other side of what? And then Rizzo comes back down on her Stormwind Rider, and she goes, The mushroom, of course! And then they fly away.
0: That one's headed... Oh, it's wonderland? (laughs) The caterpillar? Straight for the bloopers. (laughs)
1: This is what I imagined (laughs) this